Hi, I'm Megan Marcelino, and I just want to welcome you back to our podcast today, Generations at the Table. Thank you so much for taking time to join me and to spend time with me. Um, I'm really honored just to have an opportunity to speak and sow into your life. I don't take time uh, for granted. In fact, I think time is one of the most important and valuable assets that we have, right? Because it can never be returned or redeemed. So the fact that you would take time to listen and let us pour into you today is really important. So I hope no matter where you find yourself, if you are um, in the car or you're at the gym or maybe you're at the kitchen sink uh, or maybe you're getting ready in the morning. I know for me, a lot of times I listen to podcasts while I'm getting ready in the morning. Um, I just, I hope that you can hear my heart. Today, I want to talk to you about being in the middle and that kind of that perspective of of what that's like. I mean, I have definitely been a girl in the middle. And when you're in that waiting period, um, I, I was thinking specifically about the Passover story. And we often celebrate Passover and like the celebration that happened, right? That they are released from Egypt. But do we think about the 10 plagues that it took to get them to that position? to the people who saw all the firstborn die, that they saw the flies and the blood and all of the fear that pressured them into position for their promise. Um, You know, we know the end of the story. So we look at it from a really different perspective than let's talk about the moms who were there and then they were pushed out and then they escape and it's a great victory, but then they're completely dependent upon God for the very food for their families. And as a mom, gosh, I mean, my kids are constantly hungry. Uh, We have an almost, well, he's not quite, he's 20, 21 months old. And Matthew comes into the kitchen and he brings you a bowl and he says, food, 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 food. And if you don't give him food, food immediately (laughs) or five minutes ago, he's crying and, you know, like throwing himself on the floor and it's super dramatic, right? And he just had food, food an hour ago. So I can only imagine being in the desert and not knowing how I was going to meet the needs of my family. So to me, that was like a tremendous middle. And then we think about crossing over into the promised land where the children of Israel crossed into the Jordan. And it's like, you know, they didn't just walk over and set up tents and say, hey, here we are. They had to like first dispossess the land in order to inhabit it, to possess it. And it's just, we know the end of the story. We know that eventually they enter into the promised land and there's a lot of battles, but that they take possession. But can you imagine being on the other side? It's been 40 years of waiting, 40 years of feeling like you're in the middle, 40 years of this massive transition of, is this what I signed up for? And so I just want to remind you today that there is a heavenly perspective and there is a future perspective to your situation, but you're not seeing it right now. And this pressure is positioning you. And it really does position you for God to move like in a miraculous way. But you don't get a miracle when things aren't hard and when things aren't trying and when things aren't, um, you know, pushing you to where God wants you to be. Um, I was trying to think of kind of like a personal story that I could share of being in the middle. And I'm in some, oh, sorry, I'm in some middles right now. Um, But I'm like, I don't really think I can talk about those details quite yet. And I haven't seen the miraculous unfold in all of them. But one middle that I really went through was when uh, Paul and I sold our last house. And um, I remember clearly where we were. We were in uh, on a flight. We had landed and I got a call. We had been waiting for our house to sell. And I got a call from a realtor saying she was representing a buyer and they wanted to make an offer. And everything just like fell into place from there. But it was kind of rocky. Uh, she was buying the house. Um, 
um, as like a kind of like almost like a for sale by owner situation. We weren't for sale by owner, but she she wasn't really fully represented. It was just complicated. And everything that could go wrong did seem to go wrong. But we immediately start looking for another house and we go into a neighborhood where we know we want to live and we look at all the houses and it's like, yeah, options, 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 but nothing felt like totally it. And we're getting ready to leave and the, la the lady who manages the neighborhood approaches us and she says, I might have a rabbit in a hat for you. And we were like, what? <laughs> and she proceeds to tell us about this house that is not for sale, but maybe for sale. And it had only sold four months earlier to a couple, but they're looking to sell again. And so we go in and see the house and I don't even remember walking through the house. I just remember being like amazed at the view and the this and the that. And it was like, oh, this would be wonderful, but is it even for sale? Is it even available? And we didn't even pay attention to the details. We just walked out and said, this is what we want. This is it. Could God be this good for us? And we called the owner um, and the house, again, it was not listed. They had literally just bought the house like three or four months earlier, were renovating it, decided they were going to get a divorce, and the house is up for sale. It was a second home for them. And we'll be right back. It's a new year, a new you. Have you ever wondered how to stay consistent with growing spiritually, but also win and achieve the goals that you have for yourself this year? Get your free download of Goals to Grow by visiting kurtlandry.com forward slash goals to grow. It'll help you answer questions like, where do I start? How do I walk in the spirit? And do I believe that I am more than a conqueror? Understanding Matthew 633 positions you for success in the year ahead. This is your focus for your kingdom call. The fruit of the spirit is evidence of the covenant. Know how to allow him to establish his covenant within you. Know how to cut off the lie that you will lack or that you're going to lose and operate from your identity from a place of victory. Get your free download for Goals to Grow 2024 by visiting kurtlandry.com forward slash goals to grow or visit the show notes in this episode. The king's oil, the holy anointing oil, is a powerful tool used in spiritual warfare. Your thoughts control how you act and what you believe. When you use anointing oil, it breaks the enemy's yokes and allows you to walk according to the Spirit. When our minds are set on Christ, set on Yeshua, we can follow Him. Matthew eleven twenty nine and 30 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Visit our store at kurtlandry.com forward slash kings oil or visit the show notes in the description for the link. One more thing before we get back to the show, I want to really quickly tell you about another podcast on the One New Man Network that is so amazing, and that is the Kurt Landry Podcast. Kurt delivers powerful messages of faith and teachings about the link between Jewish roots and Christianity and how they are both so impactful to your daily life and walk with the Father. You can find that show on the One New Man Network on your favorite podcast app. And now, back to the show. So we walk outside and we just decide, you know, this is it. We're going to make an offer. And so we call the owner of the house and, and um, you know, he walks through the situations with us. Like like I said, they had, they had just bought the house four months earlier. They were going through what they said was going to be a divorce and they decided to get rid of the home. So we basically make them an offer on the spot. And it was for the price that they had paid for the house plus the renovations that they had done. Like it was just like going to be an exchange. And... A couple days later, they accept the offer, right? We sign the papers, we put in the earnest money, everything goes on. A couple days later, we're driving down the road and we get a call. And he calls us and he says, 
um, we've decided not to get a divorce and we want to keep the house. And we're like, well, we don't want to give the house back, you know? And so we're like trying to like, you know, figure all of this out and even like navigate in our mind, like scripturally, like what should we do here? And basically we call and my dad says to us, he's like, the Lord gave you the land, you need to possess the land. And so we tell him, I'm sorry, we're not interested in being out of the contract. We want to keep moving forward. They were gracious and said, okay, you know, let's, let's move forward. I won't go through all the details, but we went through every hiccup known to man. It was like ridiculous trying to get the loan. We had issues with the appraiser. They filled out the wrong form. They filled out the wrong details. Um, we just, it was just like a battle. It was such a battle for us to walk into the promise that we had. But eventually we got there, but it did not happen easily. We even ended up having to like temporarily move in with my parents for like four days while all of our stuff was loaded up on the truck because we ran into a further delay with closing. Like they said, we could move in and then they're like, no, you can't. My point is, is this, is that we had to wait on the Lord and that middle was such a trying time for us and it was stressful. But now I have great faith <laughs> for properties and I have great faith for the Lord to position us and to put us where he wants us. I even, I like, I literally told Paul this morning, I said, what are the chances that we're in this house? That the house even came on the market, that they went through what was going to be a divorce, which ended up not being a divorce, praise the Lord, but that the house flipped so quickly in a matter of four months. All I know is, is that our God is able and he is able to take you from that middle place to that place of victory and that you don't know the end of your story yet. You don't know the end of your circumstances yet. So if you're in the waiting period, he is good, he is faithful, but he is building, he is building inside of you your testimony. See, I didn't, I don't have the testimony of the children of Israel. I don't have the testimony of crossing in the Jordan. I've read their story. I know what happened, but I do have my story of moving into our home. And I can believe with you from a place of faith for property possession. I can believe with you for a, pay, a place of faith of when something seems like very unlikely that God can do it on your behalf because I've seen him do it in my own life. So I want to encourage you that whatever it is that you're battling, the Lord is going to build a testimony in you and that you're going to be able to walk other people through it from that place. Um, pressure positions you. It's not just there to refine you. It is there to move you to where God wants you. I'm walking through a situation in my life right now, and I realize that if everything was just perfect, if everything was just peachy king prospering, I probably wouldn't be making any moves towards transitioning that area of my life. I would just be like, okay, this is where God wants us. Because I think so many times we consider like blessings and abundance, like a signature of God's approval and that we're right where he wants us. And while I do believe that is true, I also believe that sometimes when things get a little bit there's tension, it's because God is trying to get you uncomfortable because he wants to move you into that next place and then he brings peace. So we can't always think that tension is the enemy. Sometimes the tension is, I'm trying to move you into a new position. So I wanna just give you a couple places to pray into today, a, a couple places of prayer. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all of your ways acknowledge him for he shall direct your paths. So we trust in the Lord when things are good and we trust in the Lord when things are not so good. Lamentations 3.25 says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the souls who seek him. So I want to remind you, the Lord is good 
in the midst of waiting. And finally, Proverbs 7, 7 says, Therefore I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. We have a promise that in the waiting we can look to the Lord. So no matter where you find yourself today, maybe you're you know, in our last um, episode, we talked about praying for the salvation of our husband or someone that we love in that waiting period. Maybe you're waiting for that. Maybe you're waiting for financial breakthrough. Maybe you're waiting for a healing miracle for yourself, for your child, for your parent. Regardless of what you're waiting, we look to the Lord and we dig into His Word and we take root in that foundation. And that is the place that we stand firm in faith, believing that the pressure is positioning us. So my story about our house, you know what? It ended really happy. We're, we're in our home now. We renovated it. The Lord provided. It all happened in His timing. But the pressure that we went through to get there has given me great faith to believe. So wherever you are today, I hope that you realize that that valley is a place to position you to believe God for great things because your mountaintop is coming you do not have the full heavenly perspective. You cannot see the end yet, but someday you will look back and you will see the end and you will know the end of the story and you will see how God used the middle to refine you into who he has called you to be. Because in the end, it's about who we are in him, that relationship we've developed, that character. Those things don't happen always in the easiest situations. They kind of happen in the hard places. But at the end of our life, God is not going to say to you, just, I mean, yeah, he's proud of you and the things you've accomplished, but it's not just about those accomplishments. It's about who you are and who you became. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your journey today about who you are becoming. I know that the Lord is so proud of you. He is so proud of the direction you're going and those baby steps forward, keep taking them. We're cheering you on.